Hello, friends. This is Evangelist Scott Pauley. I'm so happy that you are joining our broadcast today. Several years ago, when we first began the Enjoying the Journey broadcast, we started with my favorite book of the Bible. I've adopted it really as my life's study on the book of Philippians. And the theme, of course, of that great book is the joy of the Lord Jesus Christ. Uh, truly, it is the, the Bible treatise on what it means to enjoy the journey. Now we're thrilled to share this anniversary series with you again in the hopes that God will use it in your life to help you learn to enjoy the Lord Jesus Christ at whatever stage you happen to be on on life's journey. I trust that these studies from the Word of God today will refresh your spirit and renew your strength for the days ahead. God bless you as you listen. On the authority of the Word of God, I want to tell you today that givers are the happiest people on earth. I believe it. We've been studying from Philippians chapter 4, how to stay happy in Jesus. And we've learned that if you're going to stay happy in the Lord, you've got to stay right with one another. You've got to stay prayerful. You've got to stay in the Word. You've got to stay content in Christ. And then finally, you have to stay unselfish. You have to be a giver. And we've talked about Paul's admonition and the Philippians' example to being unselfish givers. But I want to show you God's promise. Could I show you what God says will happen to those who give? In verse 17, Paul says, Not because I desire a gift. In other words, I'm not trying to get something out of you. But I desire fruit that may abound to your account. You see, there's an account in heaven, friend. There's a ledger in heaven. It's much more stable than Wall Street. It's, it's much more certain than anything in the Dow, anything on NASDAQ. Oh, my friend, there is a, a divine accounting someday. And Paul said, I want fruit to abound to your account. The first thing that Paul says is you're going to meet it again in heaven someday. If you're a giver, uh, that which you've given, you're going to meet it again. Then in verse number 18, we read these words, But I have all, Paul wrote, and abound. I am full, having received of Epaphroditus the things which were sent from you, an odor of a sweet smell, a sacrifice acceptable, well-pleasing to God. Number one, you're going to meet it again. Number two, you've given it to God. Friend, that's not a light thing. You're not giving just to a church. You're giving to the Lord. You're not giving to a needy person. You're giving to the Lord. You're not giving to a project. You're giving to the Lord. That's powerful. By the way, the reverse is true. When we withhold, when people do not pay the tithe and do not give offerings and do not obey the prompting of the Holy Spirit to meet needs around them, they're not withholding from a person or from an organization. They're withholding from the Lord. They're robbing God in the words of Malachi chapter 3. This is serious business. And so those who are giving are giving to God. And those who are receiving are also receiving from God. May I tell you, if you receive some blessing today, remember this. There are many channels, but there's one source. It all comes from the Lord. It all belongs to God. And so givers need to remember they're going to meet it again. They need to remember they're giving to God. And then they need to remember God's promise that if they'll give, God will supply all their need. Listen to verse 19. But my God shall supply all your need according to His riches in glory by Christ Jesus. We like to misquote this verse and say, all my need. But notice, Paul's not concerned about his need. He's concerned about the needs of others. Isn't that interesting? All your need. According to his riches in glory by Christ Jesus. And by the way, you can't claim this promise if you don't live the principle. It's a conditional promise. Are you a giver? 
Are you obeying the Lord? Are you unselfish? Are you seeking to meet needs and advance the cause of Jesus Christ? If you are, then you can put your finger on this verse and claim it. My God shall supply all your need according to His riches in glory by Christ Jesus. I used to think that meant that God had this huge bank account. And out of that bank account, He gave me exactly what I needed. So there were these withdrawals and He would just sign to me exact amounts out of His riches. But actually the word according to here, this little phrase, doesn't mean out of. It means in direct proportion to. Think of this. It doesn't mean God gives you just enough to get by. Friend, He gives you the whole bank. When you live a life of obedience to God, you have access to all of God and all that God is and all that God has according to His riches in glory by Christ Jesus. Did you ever think about God's riches? Romans chapter 2, verse 4 talks about the riches of His goodness. Romans eleven thirty three talks about the riches of His wisdom. Ephesians 1, 7 talks about the riches of His grace. Ephesians 1, 18 talks about the riches of His glory. May I tell you, the riches of His goodness, the riches of His wisdom, the riches of His grace, and the riches of His glory, those are just different accounts in the same bank. And it's all accessed by Christ Jesus. His riches in glory by Christ Jesus. And my dear friend, you'll have every need supplied as you seek to meet needs around you in obedience to the prompting of the Holy Spirit. And then here's the ultimate promise. Here's the greatest truth of all to the giver. Verse 20, Now unto God and our Father be glory forever and ever. Amen. By the way, could I remind you that Amen is actually one of the names for Jesus Christ? It's as if He signed His name to this check. It's as if He put His signature on the line and promised you these wonderful blessings to being a giver. And what is the last one? That God Himself, God our Father, would be glorified forever and ever. Friend, when you're giving, you're not giving simply to make someone else feel better or to make yourself feel better. You're giving to bring glory and honor to the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Oh, what a wonderful study we've had in this little book of Philippians, learning not just how to be happy in Jesus, but how to stay happy in Jesus. And with that, we come to the closing encouragement. In verse 21 and 22, we read these words, Salute every saint in Christ Jesus. The brethren which are with me greet you. All the saints salute you, chiefly they that are of Caesar's household. You know what it is? It's a reminder that we're all a part of something bigger, grander, more glorious than ourselves. It is the work of God in this world. And God's work is advancing. The gates of hell shall not prevail against the church of Jesus Christ. That's what we're a part of. Rejoice! Rejoice in the Lord always. And again I say rejoice. And I leave you with the closing prayer. The closing words of Philippians. It's not only Paul's prayer for the church at Philippi. My dear fellow traveler on this journey, it's my prayer for you. Philippians chapter 4, verse number 23. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ be with you all. Amen. Could I remind you that Philippians began with the grace of God? Philippians 1-2 said, Grace be unto you and peace. And it ends with the grace of God. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ be with you all. And may I say, the life of joy, the life of fullness and of victory and power and blessing from start to finish is a life filled with the grace of God. May the Lord help you today to rejoice in the Lord and to enjoy this journey. 
Rejoice in the Lord always. And again, I say rejoice. We are grateful you've joined us for this study today. If you love the book of Philippians, be sure to visit our website, enjoyingthejourney.org, and download the audiobook of Philippians. Scott also has a full sermon series through Philippians that we believe will be an encouragement to you as well. And until next time, may the joy of Jesus help you enjoy the journey. Thank you.